When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome into the Greg Peterson Experience. Apparently, I'm Greg Peterson, so it's a good thing they put the title of the show right there on screen, but it's going to be a lot of fun. A little bit of a new show that we're doing. And for those of you out there wondering, who in the world is this Greg Peterson guy? I, our wonderful production staff wound up putting together this little bit of a graphic. I've been with the Vegas Ads and Information Network ever since 2017. You can sometimes find me in the New York Post and Los Angeles Times doing some write-ups, mainly on the baseball side of things this time of year. You typically catch me during the months of November through March writing about college basketball. Proud graduate of UW Oshkosh, wound up graduating from there in 2015, born and raised in the great state of Wisconsin, which means that in the second segment, we've got to hit on some Wisconsin futures. Don't you worry about that. And I am always preparing for the college basketball season. In coming weeks, you're going to have a lot of college basketball previews on this show. But right now, when it comes to college sports, we are all about football. And you've got an interesting one going down right now with UNLV and Fresno State. This is not a game in which... I thought was necessarily going to be as close as it is, but right now UNLV trailing Fresno State by a count of 29 to 21, and the only reason why Fresno State has this lead is that they've run off a pair of touchdowns in recent minutes as UNLV has the ball in the red zone. One of the bigger underdogs that you're going to find on the betting board for this college football weekend, and they've done a very nice job of being able to hold in things as it's a second and goal play in which they wind up doing the read option, and UNLV gets in the end zone. They are a two-point conversion away from tying this thing up. 
It is 29-27. Fresno State holding a very narrow lead. And you're finding Fresno State as right around about a minus 30, minus 30 and a half point favorite. So if you laid the points, it's probably not going to be going your way in this one. Really intriguing thing here is a total of 59 because if the two-point conversion is made, well, the total is going to be going over. If this one winds up being missed, then you could see a situation in which you're going to need to be hoping for a field goal or a touchdown from either of these teams to be able to break this thing open because you got a lot going on as of right now. UNLV obviously going to be lining up to go for two down by two points with about 10 minutes left in the game, 9.57 officially. So we've got a whole lot that is going to be going on there. We're going to be keeping you guys up to date on that one. Had a couple interesting college football games here on this Friday. It's always a little bit of an appetizer before you wind up just getting a whole bunch of great games for college football. And we're going to be hitting on a lot of those more towards the back half of the show. In the first hour, we're going to be hitting a little bit more baseball. And we're going to be diving into those games that are going on right now in a minute. But you take a look at the college football scoreboard for this Friday. Obviously, the main game of intrigue is that Fresno State versus UNLV game. This one wound up being a close one, though. Charlotte versus Middle Tennessee. Charlotte was able to get it done. They wind up winning by a count of 42 to 39 as you wind up having Chase Cunningham throw for five touchdowns. Grant DeBose was able to catch a pair of touchdowns for Charlotte. So Cunningham from Middle Tennessee, he was able to do his part, but you wind up having DeBose do a nice job over there for Charlotte of being able to haul it in. And this one had a little bit of intrigue as well as Charlotte, you wind up finding closing as a two and a half point favorite. So hopefully you were able to get the two and the hook if you were on Middle Tennessee, hopefully you wound up betting this earlier in the week because you're at Circa. This wound up being between three and a half of four, which makes just critical numbers in college football so important in the NFL as well. But if there is a sport in which you got to be looking at these critical numbers, it's obviously just all forms of football really came into play here. So if you wound up holding out, taking your Charlotte bet day of the game rather than taking a three and a half, a four that might have been out there earlier in the week, you're rewarded. If you wound up taking Middle Tennessee, earlier in the week and you wound up just taking it right away getting the three and a half and the four you were awarded as well so always important to be taking note of that wound up having an acc battle as well we had a pair of teams from the acc wind up doing battle in virginia's virginia wake forest wound up going down and for wake forest it was not necessarily as hard as we thought it was going to be for them 37 to 17 they wind up taking down virginia's they wound up getting off to a 20 to 3 lead at the half Virginia was able to make it a little bit more interesting with Brendan Armstrong being able to throw for 407 yards, two touchdowns, but really nothing wound up coming into play in this one. Wake Forest just had this game in hand. Total was between 70 and 71, so this game winds up falling very harmlessly under the total, and a very good win for Wake Forest as just any sort of a road win whatsoever that they're able to get is very big. This is a program that they've been a little bit up and down in recent years. They're now 4-0, 2-0 in the ACC, so you give them some credit and Syracuse, a team that, well, they did not have a good year in the ACC last year to say the least. They're now 3-1. They wind up taking down a solid Liberty team by kind of 24 to 21. I thought that it was really intriguing that Malik Willis was able to do his part for Liberty. He winds up going 14 of 19, throws for three touchdowns, but it was the Sean Tucker show for Syracuse. Syracuse did a little bit of a better job on the ground. That wound up being the difference makers and Dino Bavers. I feel like he's a really solid coach, COVID-19. No question was not kind to Syracuse. And if you want to take it Syracuse on the money line, it was a nice cash because you wound up having Liberty be right around a six and a half point favorite on most of the closing numbers. So Syracuse being able to get it done there, 
that is big. And if you wound up taking the Harvard versus Brown game, I don't think that there's so many people out there that did so. But hey, if there's money to be made, there's money to be made. It doesn't matter whether you're betting Alabama versus Clemson on the gridiron or you're betting Harvard versus Brown. All that matters is that you wind up putting money in your bank account. Well, hopefully you wind up taking Harvard because they were up 42 to zero at the half and they wound up covering the spread of about 15 and a half to 16 quite harmlessly there. So you wind up having a little bit on that front. But taking a look at baseball, you've got a couple games that are still going on. I wound up putting this one out for the New York Post personally. It was the Oakland A's versus the Houston Astros game. You always hate it when you have a pitching switcheroo, but you wind up still sticking with the Oakland A's despite the pitching change. Well, you're going to be able to get here on this one. Unless if the Astros have a 12-run ninth inning, this game is going to be over relatively quickly. 14-2, to the Oakland A's who wound up getting swept by the Seattle Mariners in their last series, really coming out with a vengeance in this one. It was a bottomless bottom of the 7th and 8th innings in this one. As for the Oakland A's, they wind up entering into the bottom of the 7th, up by kind of 3-2, to two. six spot in the 7th inning, five spot in the 8th inning. That is right now the difference in this one. As for the Oakland A's, going deep, Chad Pinder, fourth home run of the season. It's been a little bit brutal for him, and also a little bit intriguing that the Astros wind up going with Randy Belak as their starter in this one. He winds up giving up three runs over the course of three innings. And then an Astros bullpen that really ever since the trade deadline has been solid ever since they wind up picking up the likes of Kendall Graveman and company. Not good in this one. Yimi Garcia entered into this one having right around about a 4-3-ish ERA ever since he wound up getting traded away from the Miami Marlins over to the Houston Astros. Well, he gives up four runs and he got one out. That is not what you want from relief. That is actually the opposite of relief. Brooks Raley, he gives up two runs at two-thirds of an inning. And Frankie Montas, another good start for the Oakland A's. He has now given up three runs or fewer in 14 out of his last 15 starts. Gives up two runs, only one of which was earned. He was hurt by a match admin fielding error, which if you wound up seeing that throw in the first inning, it was not good to say the least as he winds up giving up one there. And now it is going to be Mr. Acevedo in to close it out for the Oakland A's as he has Meryl Petit was able to give you a scoreless saying now Domingo Acevedo going to be taking the ball for the Oakland A's so this game is pretty much as good as done this is one in which it's going to be going way over the total and it's one in which well unless if you wind up having one of the biggest comebacks in baseball history you're not going to need to think too much about this one this one has a little bit more intrigue we go to the bottom of the ninth in Los Angeles as the Angels currently trail the Seattle Mariners by a count of six of five really interesting matchup as the Seattle Mariners enter into this game two and a half games back in the second wild card spot. It's been absolutely wild to take a look at this Mariners scene because I've been on this network many of times with my good friend, Jeff Parles, Jeff. We also had on there, Josh Towers, and we both have been talking about regression coming in for the Seattle Mariners and it's just not happening. Bookmakers have been pricing it very accordingly. You would think that the Seattle Mariners probably would have been a little bit of a bigger favorite than they were tonight. You found them as an underdog all throughout that Oakland A's series. And even though I've been thinking that there's been a lot of regression doing for the Seattle Mariners, when you take a look on a game-by-game basis, they have been providing a whole lot of value. It's been no exception tonight as you wound up having the Mariners right around about a minus 125-ish favorite with Logan Gilbert getting the start in this one. And for Logan Gilbert, the team was 3-1 in his last four starts. And overall, they had actually won 14 out of his last 20 games. So they've actually been pretty consistent whenever he's been on the mound. And it's going to be Paul Sewald, who's right now pitching to Shoyo Tani with one out in the ninth inning. So if you're looking for intrigue, and 
If you're looking for an MVP moment, perhaps for Shohei Otani, you've got one right here. We're going to be diving into the, some of the features, by the way, when it comes to these MVP awards, when it comes to the Cy Young as well. Later on during the show, we're going to be getting into that more towards the back half of the first hours. We're going to be going a little bit more baseball heavy in the first hour. Then in the second hour, we're really going to be diving heavy into the NFL before wrapping it up with what is going to be just an awesome look at the college football Saturdays. We've got a lot of intriguing games going on there, but for the LA Angels, going into this one, what you really need to note, this team has scored the fewest runs per game of any team ever since the beginning of the month of September. And since the All-Star break, second fewest runs per game of any team in the American League. I think that that would surprise a lot of people considering Shoei Otani and everything that he's been doing so far this year. Certainly has been a rough ride for him. Meanwhile, the Seattle Mariners, thanks to their series against the Oakland A's, best team ERA in the month of September. So they have been able to do a very good job here down the stretch as they look to try to make that playoff push. Entered into tonight 42-36 and 36 away from home. And an interesting note with the Seattle Mariners, the reason why they're currently in this race, despite the fact that they've had such a bad run differential, 32 wins in one-run games. No other team in all of baseball has more than 30 wins in one-run games. So the Seattle Mariners certainly have had that clutch factor. The LA Angels are open that they've got a little bit of clutch factor there as you wind up having Shoei Otani now on first base. So we're going to be taking a look at this game a little bit more on the other side. Also going to be taking a look at what we wound up seeing around the diamond as well because we've got a team that has come out of nowhere for a 14-game win streak that we've got to talk about in a city that loves its baseball. So we're going to be talking about them and so much more on the other side right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on the Vegas Sets and Information Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the Greg Peterson experience right here on the Vegas Sets and Information Network. Big thanks to White Tom Check doing a great job of doing all the production behind the scenes. Nick doing a great job of holding it down as well. Everyone behind the scenes does an absolutely terrific job over here. And if you want to take the money line of the UNLV running Rebels, you might be in a little bit of luck. And if you want to take the over in the spot, Right now, you're in a little bit of a sweat right now. If you wound up getting a 58 and a half, which it wound up opening at in a lot of spots, you should be good there. I know that this fluctuated between as low as about a 58 and a half, got wound up as high as at some points a 60 early on in the week. But UNLV leads number 22, Fresno State, by kind of 30 to 29 as UNLV just boomed through a field goal. This has been a really intriguing game as you wound up seeing a little bit of a sign of life from UNLV a few weeks ago. They wound up losing to Eastern Washington, an FCS school. I will say a good FCS school, but regardless, an FCS school to wind up opening up the year. Fresno State came in very hot. They wound up having a close loss against Oregon. They wound up looking very solid against UCLA on the road last weekend. Apparently, they're laying a clunker, so you've got a whole lot going on there. You've also got a little bit going on on the ball diamond as well. We're going to recap some of the games that we wound up seeing in a minute, but have to get to a game that we have yet to address on this show as we just wound up having this one go to the bottom of the eighth inning. The San Diego Padres, tell me if you've heard this one before, are currently losing as they are 11-27 and 27 in their last 38 games. If you want to get technical, 12-27 and 30, 12 and 27 in their last 39 because they wound up having a strange makeup game that wound up beginning in the month of July. It wound up wrapping up tonight. If you want to consider that part of this stretch, great. If you don't, well, I think that it winds up dating back to July because when Fernando Tatis Jr. wound up hitting the home run in the seventh inning, they considered it his 30th home run of the season when in reality it should have been his 41st. So, I mean, that's just one of those oddities right there where it's just lost in the baseball twilight zone. But with that said, right now in this one, the Atlanta Braves are up by kind of four to zero. And for the San Diego Padres, it has been the poo-poo platter of pitchers right now because they just have absolutely nobody that's able to start for them. Reese Noir wound up getting the start in this one. Actually gave the team four innings, gave up three runs. You're going to take that if you're the Padres because they've been having Jake Arrieta, who recently got DFA'd, make starts. You picked up Vince Velasquez and Ross Detweiler to, and I air quotes here, bolster the rotation. When you're using the word Vince Velasquez and bolster in the same sentence, Typically, you're talking about bolstering the other team's odds of being able to win the game, but that was unfortunately not the case for the Padres, and you have seen them go from a team that certainly looked like they were going to be making the postseason to a team that is currently 78 and 75 and is legitimately in danger of not finishing above 500. So it's 
It's going to be interesting to see what happens here in the back half of this one as you've got two outs in the eighth inning. And Max Freed, by the way, is on the mound. He's given up three hits. He's currently at 83 pitches. So if you're looking for a complete game alert, this is one with Max Freed as he has been absolutely rolling. He's got his pitch count in good order. And for the Padres as well, you wound up having Craig Salmon, someone that they've actually been using as a starter a little bit recently. He gave up one run in two innings. So if you're wondering who the Padres are going to be pitching tomorrow, it probably will not be Mr. Salmon as they have yet to announce the starter. We're going to be getting into the games for tomorrow a little bit later. But let's take a look at what we've all seen in baseball today as we're also going to be keeping our eye on UNLV versus Fresno State as they're driving right around the 30-yard line of UNLV as they look to try to overcome a 30-29 to 29 deficit. But you've got one of the biggest rivalries in all of baseball, Yankees-Red Sox. This one goes to the Yankees. And if you've got Cy Young futures, you've got to like the fact that Garrett Cole was able to pick up another win. 16 and 8 now for him. 8 to 3 was the final in this one. You've got to feel like it's going to come down to the last couple starts when it comes to Cole versus Robbie Ray for that Cy Young Award. We're going to hit on those futures in the final segment of this first hour because there are a lot of awards that are not decided yet. Typically at this point of the MLB season, they are, but Cole looks solid in this one. He did wind up giving up a home run. Rafael Devers is 35th of the season. So if you've got odds to have the most RBI out there in Major League Baseball, which obviously that one's a little bit more of a diverse one, but Devers now at 108 for the season. But with the New York Yankees, after they wound up losing their first seven in the series against the Boston Red Sox, they are now seven and three in their last 10. Hint, hint, I'm going to be looking at a New York Post pick for the Yankees versus Red Sox game that is going to be going down on Saturday. We're going to be giving that out a little bit later, but for the Yankees, a very good stretch for them as they look to be able to shore up a wild card spot right now. It is the Yankees and the Red Sox that are your two wild card teams. And speaking of a little bit of a wild card, if you've got UNLV on the money line, you're going to need another touchdown. Fresno State punches it in 35 to 30. The extra point slash shoot point conversion now pending for Fresno State as it was about a 25-yard touchdown throw. So that was a good one for Fresno State as they look to maintain their record and look to be able to advance at another win as they wound up losing a close game against Oregon. They wind up winning on the road against UCLA last week. Now they're looking to stave off what would be a massive upset as you wind up having UNLV closing as right around about a 30 or so point underdog. Some places wind up having the hook on that. So a big touchdown there for Fresno State. And in case you're wondering, a lot of books actually do not wind up offering money lines out here in Las Vegas when it comes to these big of point spreads. You did wind up having one at the South Point. That one, they were dishing out UNLV right around plus 3,000. So put down 100, you get back 3,000. I know that William Hill by Caesars also wound up having plus 2,500 as well, but I don't even think Circa wound up having a money line on this one. So there were a lot of places in which you couldn't even bet it because it was just such a long shot. So going to be intriguing to see what happens here as Fresno State did not wind up getting their two-point conversion. So any form of a touchdown will put UNLV back in the lead. They're going to get the ball back with five minutes left. So that has certainly been intriguing after wound up seeing quite a few close games in college football. But getting back to what we wound up seeing in baseball, you had the Philadelphia Phillies wind up erupting a little bit with their offenses. Eight to six, they were able to take down the Pittsburgh Pirates. You may recall in the game on Thursday, there was a point in which a Philadelphia Phillies were down by kind of six to zero, and they had scored like a grand total of seven runs in their previous series against the Baltimore Orioles. So they were up against it. And this one, they wound up letting the Pirates 
get out to a little bit of a lead as well. They were down at one point by a count of four to one, but then they were able to be rescued in this one as Kyle Gibson of all guys. That would be the starting pitcher of the Phillies. He gave up four runs, but he did a good job of being able to supply for his team as well. He winds up getting his first home run of the season. And when you're giving up home runs to guys like Kyle Gibson, who, by the way, began the year out there in the American League. So it's not like he was necessarily working on his hitting too much. That is not what you want to see him for the Pittsburgh Pirates. If you're looking for the over on their season wins, well, it's just not going to be happening at this point as they now have 96 losses, but that is critical for the Philadelphia Phillies because you did wind up seeing the Atlanta Braves drop game one of their very strange set against the Padres. They wound up picking up a suspended game, so it's not even necessarily a doubleheader. It's just there. I, I guess we'll just call it there as regards to what wound up happening there, but you take a look at this wild card race, and as of right now, the Philadelphia Phillies are just out of it at this point. They are five games back of the St. Louis Cardinals, who we're going to be getting into in a second. So their lone hope at this point is trying to be able to win the National League East. As of right now, the Atlanta Braves are one game up on the Phillies if they're able to close out the Padres, which they're well on their way to doing so. It'll go to one and a half games. But how about if we talk about that team out there in the Midwest, the St. Louis Cardinals? They take down the Chicago Cubs not once but twice, and now... It is two touchdowns with the PATs for the win streak of the St. Louis Cardinals. I have said this on my podcast, baseball betting podcast with Greg Peterson. The St. Louis Cardinals are that team that wound up being in a slasher film that you thought you killed about six different times. And every single time you think you killed them as you're running away from this like random villain, they are gaining ground on you as you are sprinting away and they are merely walking. That is the St. Louis Cardinals at this point. I mean, once again, they get the job done. In game one, it was eight to five, the final. In game two, Jack Flaherty doesn't give you much of anything, as I think that he only wound up getting one out in that one. But Dakota Hudson, yeah, he's back for the St. Louis Cardinals. He wound up being pretty much a bulk guy, 12 to four, the final. And this bunch has really done it. Buying a pair of guys that have now 30 plus home runs, Tyler O'Neill and Paul Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt wound up getting off to a really slow start, but. It just feels like with Paul Goldschmidt, you can pencil him in every year to be hitting right around a 300 to give you at least 30 home runs. He has now exceeded that as this is a guy in Paul Goldschmidt that prior to the month of July, I don't think that he had six home runs in any month ever since the back half of July. He has really been able to catch fire. You've got Nolan Arenado with north of 30 home runs. This is a team that's going to be very dangerous because you've got to figure that they're going to draw either the LA Dodgers or the San Francisco Giants if they do wind up being that team in the one game wild card, which they certainly are going to be. And by the way, if you're looking at the LA Dodgers, they were able to take care of business and the San Francisco Giants, they were able to as well, four to two, the Dodgers wind up taking down the Arizona Diamondbacks. And then you wind up having the San Francisco Giants go to Coors, which if you are looking for something strange, the Colorado Rockies, third best home record in the National League so far this year, they were able to do that by kind of seven to two, but we're going to be dusting up those games in the next segment because we're going to be dusting up those games. And then from there, we're going to take a little bit of a look forward as to the games that are going to be going down on Saturday when it comes to the MLB betting slate as we're going to have some very good action in those because you've got quite a few playoff implications, especially with that Astros versus A series along with the Yankees versus Red Sox. So going to be talking about those games on the other side right here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
This is the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN. And here at VSIN, we want to help you make sure this football season is your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today and get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bets, emails, betting splits with where all the money and the ticket percentages are for every single game, plus full access to VSIN.com's data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only $22 a month. Sign up now at VSIN.com slash subscribe. And if you want to subscribe to the fact that UNLV is going to cover this game against Fresno State, you're doing very well as Fresno State just wound up banging through a field goal to make it a 38 to 30 game with 229 left. Fresno State wound up getting a fumble recovery on UNLV. From there, they were unable to get it into the end zone, but they were able to get the three. So now UNLV has a chance if they're able to get a touchdown and two-point conversion to perhaps force some overtime here. So we still got a little bit of intrigue there. Don't have a lot of intrigue with this one, but the Padres still have, I guess you could call it a breath of life as going into the bottom of the ninth inning in San Diego. The Padres currently trailing the Atlanta Braves by a count of 4-0. to zero. And This is a Padres team that has really hit the skids bad. Going into tonight, if you don't wind up counting that suspended game, 11-27 and 27 in their last 38 games and ranking last in the National League in terms of runs per game ever since the beginning of the month of August. So it has certainly come back to nip the Padres in the tuck. It's the fact that they didn't wind up doing a little bit more at the trade deadline. And when you take a look at the games that are going to be going down for tomorrow, no doubt the Atlanta Braves and San Diego Padres is going to be a big one for playoff implications. At this point, more so for the Atlanta Braves because with the Braves, this is a bunch in which they are going to be a game and a half up on the Philadelphia Phillies if they do wind up closing this out in the National League East race. I can't believe we are still talking about the National League East race and the Philadelphia Phillies still having life with the way that they've played so far this year, but that has been baseball here in 2021, ladies and gentlemen. But the big thing is we have absolutely no idea who's going to be going for the San Diego Padres, so it's hard to necessarily give you a whole lot of analysis I can tell you right now, it's probably going to be some form of a bullpen game, but I thought that maybe we would see Craig Stammen wind up getting his start. They had stretched him out to be able to pitch a little bit north of three innings. He wound up getting used up tonight. Maybe you wind up throwing out there Vince Velasquez once again, as in his last start a couple nights ago, he wound up giving you a whopping one inning. Jake Area wound up getting designated for assignment. And Joe Musgrove is going to be throwing out there his stuff on Sunday. So what that means is that you could very well have Greg Peterson pitch for the San Diego Padres on Saturday, and it probably wouldn't make a difference because this is a bunch that has been just completely overworked, completely mismanaged. So you've got that going on in that one, but a game of which we actually know the starters on. That'd be the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. There's no need to tell you that this is a big rivalry. We all know this, but it has big-time playoff implications because both of these teams control the number one and the number two spots when it comes to the American League wildcard and this is one that I'm going to be writing up for the New York Post. So you're going to see this in the AM as well if you wind up getting the daily paper. But this is a spot in which I'm going to be taking a look at the New York Yankees. The Yankees right now are a slight underdog depending on where you look right around a plus 105, plus 110-ish, depending on where you're shopping around at. And I like the fact that you're getting Nestor Cortez in this spot. Now with Nestor Cortez, the one trepidation is that he has given up a home run in every one of his starts ever since the beginning of the month of August, but he's given up three runs or fewer in all but one of his appearances so far this year. So he's been relatively rock solid with that regard. Nick Pavetta, he has not been rock solid. He actually has a winning record at home. This despite the fact that he's got a 569 ERA at Fenway. The fact that he's got a 4-2 record just speaks volumes how good the Boston Red Sox offense has been. But you take a look at Pavetta and 
I want no part of him in Fenway at this point. He has given up 17 home runs in 68 innings. If you're looking at a per nine innings rate, that is a little bit north of two. His walks per nine, right around 4.3 as your opponent's earning a 269 off of him. And the last time that you wound up having Mr. Bavetta face off against the New York Yankees, he got five outs and he gave up four runs. That is exactly what you do not want. Not that he went five innings, he got five outs, which means that he went one and two-thirds innings. So has not been great with the Boston Red Sox. The bullpen has been a little bit better recently. You were able to get Matt Barnes, Herakazu Saramora, all these guys back from the COVID-19 list. So that has no doubt been able to help them out. Garrett Woodlock has been relatively consistent all year long, but he's been starting to falter as well. So that's something that you certainly want to be taking a look at. And it just feels like this Yankees team has been a little bit different with Anthony Rizzo. It's not that he's hitting a bunch of home runs. It's not that he's providing like a gaudy batting average or anything like that. Hitting right around 250 with a 350 on base, but he just seems to have loosened this team up. The Yankees are doing the little things a whole heck of a lot better. So it has been a team that I've been looking to bet a little bit more ever since the All-Star break. We all remember them being able to put up their own double-digit win streak like we're seeing with the St. Louis Cardinals right now. So they have been a team that I've been looking to bet on. Hopefully you didn't look to bet on the San Diego Padres tonight, by the way, because I told you that this game was in the bottom of the ninth. Just wrapped up. 4-0. Atlanta Braves take down the San Diego Padres. Padres have no idea they're going to be pitching tomorrow. Might not make a difference. This is a team that they now sit with a 78-76 and record after they were north of 15 games above 500 just a few months ago. The demise of the San Diego Padres is absolutely insane as Max Fried winds up pitching a complete game. 98 pitches in the process. Gives up three hits. This San Diego Padres offense is lost. This pitching staff has been completely overworked. Their bullpen that was number one in the big leagues with regards to ERA going into the month of August over the last three days. They're in the bottom half of the big leagues. There's just nothing going right whatsoever for the Padres other than the fact that Fernando Tatis Jr. has 41 home runs. In the next segment, we're going to be diving into the National League MVP race. We're going to be taking a look at the odds board with that. But I tell you right now, I want absolutely no part of Fernando Tatis Jr. MVP looks at all because, I mean, it's just been so bad what we've seen out of the Padres. They can't give them the MVP award at this point with just how awful this team has been. It's not necessarily the fault of Fernando Tatis Jr. It was a little bit perplexing that they wanted putting him out there in the outfield. I do recognize that they wanted to protect his shoulder, but let me put it to you this way. A throw from the outfield, a little bit longer than anything that you're going to be throwing from the infield. So that's just been a big giant situation. You got to figure that he's going to be having offseason surgery on his shoulder that just seemingly has popped out 57 times this season. And speaking of popping out, Fresno State barely was able to come out with a win in this one. This game has just went final. UNLV trying to get a touchdown, unable to do so. Fresno State closes out UNLV by a count of 38 to 30. So if you were one of those people, I took the big giant money line of UNLV hoping that you were going to put down a little and get back a lot. Unfortunately, you did not wind up having that come through, but if you want to take the 30, 30 and a half points, depending on where you shopped with the UNLV, that came through very easily. And this is a total that wound up going over. This was a total that was set for most of the week, right around a 59. You saw some 60s towards the middle of the week. I think it got down as low as 58 and a half in a lot of spots, but this is one in which closing total really did not matter because unless you wound up taking something very rogue, you wound up getting the over and UNLV was able to cover with relative ease in this one as Fresno State was able to put together a nice rally to be able to win this game as UNLV was actually leading this game for much of the third quarter and into the first half. So got to give the run and rebels a little bit of credit. They were able to get the cover, but all in all, Fresno State, number 22 in the team in the country, they're going to be ranked come the beginning of next week. But 
speaking of being ranked, when it comes to being able to make the MLB postseason, that would be the Houston Astros. They're going to be able to wrap up the American League West. And this is a game that I think is of a lot of intrigue as well as you're seeing the Astros start to become a little bit more of the betting favorite in this one. It wound up opening up with the Astros as a tad bit more of a pickup, but Framer Valdez going to be going for the Houston Astros against the Oakland A's who wound up just absolutely taking it to the Astros, by the way, tonight. 14-2, they were able to get the W as you wound up having the Astros be able to get just absolutely nothing out of their bullpen. They wind up giving up a combined, I think it was 11 runs in the last two innings of this one, so that was not necessarily what they were looking for, but what you are looking for, from Valdez and him on the road as he has been able to do a very good job for this Houston Astros team. Actually has an ERA on the road that's been a tad bit better at home. A 303 ERA, 6-4 record to show for it in his 10 starts, but he's done a good job of keeping down the deep ball. One thing that you do have a little bit of trepidation with is that he does give up quite a few walks. His walks per nine rate, a little bit north of four, but you got a guy in Sean Manet who's just not been good ever since the beginning of the month of August. Ever since the beginning of the month of August, his ERA hovering right around about a 6-5-ish, and it's just a situation in which time and time again, he has been giving up a whole bunch of runs. Hard contact has been hurting him. The fact that he's actually been worse at home as well, that has been a little bit surprising as well because typically with Oakland, it plays a little bit more hitter-friendly during the daytime, and this is going to be a day game, so you do want to be noting that because you're not going to be having the marine layer out, anything like that, like you typically have by the bay during the nighttime, but when it comes to Shamanea, certainly has been a situation in which he just hasn't been able to get anything going whatsoever. He wound up giving up a combined nine runs in his last two starts in a combined 10 innings against the Seattle Mariners and the Kansas City Royals. The team has just not been good in his starts at all either. They are now two and five in his last seven. A big reason why the Oakland A's have had their demise. And you also want to be noting that with the Oakland A's, they just haven't been good out of the bullpen as well. This is a bullpen that by and large has been relatively rock solid, but they over the last three days have a north of a five ERA. We wound up seeing that rear its ugly head against the Seattle Mariners. And part of the reason why the Seattle Mariners are still alive when it comes to the postseason race as they were able to close out the LA Angels for their 33rd win by one run that leads the big leagues. And when it comes to the big leagues, we've got a whole lot of awards that are up for grabs. So coming up next, we're going to be looking at the futures of those right here on the Greg Peterson Experience, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check out the current betting splits. This is a new feature that gives you the insights as to where the money is and the bets are heading for every single game. You'll be able to see where the public betting is based on the numbers of based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match up with the public opinion. Data is available for money line over under and against the spread bets on every one of these games. Betting splits are another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. So check out today's betting splits for every single game at BSIN.com. As we are back here on the Greg Peterson Experience, it is myself, Greg Peterson, and we've got ourselves just a lot of races that are going down when it comes to the MLB awards because typically a lot of these are pretty much sewn up. We know who the MVP is going to be, the Cy Young Award. You figure that maybe someone needs to have a relatively solid start coming out and being able to get that award, but here we've got just a whole bunch of guys that are just available and are going to be looking for being able to get this National League and American League Cy Young. Going to have some big implications for National League Cy Young as to what winds up happening on Saturday. You're going to have a big matchup between the New York Mets and the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, if you're looking at the Brewers at DraftKings, they are north of a $2 favor for this one. And the man that is going is currently number two on their betting board when it comes to the Cy Young Award. That'd be Corbin Burns. Right now, Mad Max Scherzer is your betting favorite after he wound up having a little bit of a slip up in his last start against the Colorado Rockies and Coors. He winds up giving up five runs over the course of five innings. He had given up six runs in his previous like seven starts. It was absolutely insane. So he winds up falling back to earth a little bit. But with Corbin Burns, what is interesting is that he's actually got a losing record at home. He's actually been far better on the road when it comes to record and ERA wise as well, right around a 160 ERA on the road compared to a 299 at home. Now, what has been absolutely amazing about Corbin Burns is the lack of hard contact that he's giving up. 159 innings, he's allowed six home runs. That is microscopic, and I think that many people remember back to the beginning of the year where you wound up having Corbin Burns 
had that ridiculous innings pitch without a walk to begin the season streak. One of the longest that we've ever seen just with regards to a streak in general. Longest to start a year in the history of baseball. So he's been able to do a relatively solid job there. But doesn't necessarily have the wins to be able to back it up. Meanwhile, you take a look at the flip side for Max Scherzer. And prior to going to L.A., he certainly wasn't necessarily having a Cy Young type season. He was very good, but wasn't Cy Young style ever since coming to L.A. Really, aside from that start with the... Colorado Rockies a couple days ago. He has been doing an absolutely amazing job. So you've got him in the race. And then Walker Bueller at 15 to 1 just seems a little bit short with him. I do recognize that he's had a pair of rough starts here in recent weeks. Went to Coors, wound up getting touched up a couple days ago. And then in that bullpen game that the San Francisco Giants wound up throwing, he wound up giving up six runs in the course of three innings. But what has really made, in my opinion, Walker Bueller so good and a reason why I feel like he should be getting a little bit more consideration for Cy Young. I personally, as of right now, would be having at number one, Max Scherzer. I'd probably put Walker Buehler at number two, though. I'd probably have him before Corbin Burns. And the reason why is because of just how deep he's been going into starts. All but three of his starts so far this year, he has won at least six innings. You just don't see that in this day and age of baseball. He's really been good, both home and on the road as well. A sub-260 ERA in both environments. He winds up getting touched up, like I said, a little bit earlier at Coors. But as we know, very wonky things can happen at Coors Field. So that's something that I don't necessarily play him on him as much as I might if it would have been, say, in like Miami or something like that. So certainly he's been having a really good year. And then when you take a look at National League MVP, this is where it gets really intriguing as well. As of right now at DraftKings, Bryce Harper is your betting favorite at minus 215. I was talking about it in the previous segment. I just don't think you can give the award to Fernando Tatis Jr. at this point. I do recognize that he has 41 home runs. That has been tops out there in the National League. But, I mean, man, it certainly has not been going well for him. Apparently, Ronald Acuna Jr. has been on this board for quite a while. They finally wound up dropping him off. But the guy that is at number three in Juan Soto, it would be really intriguing to see him win this as well because he's got an on-base percentage of a 470. And if you're looking for the player that is most valuable to his team, I would probably at this point probably be going with Juan Soto. Problem is, he just doesn't make too much of a differential for the wins with the Washington Nationals because they've got just such a small amount with them. With Bryce Harper, you just see him time and time again in big spots for the Philadelphia Phillies come up with that big play. A couple days ago in that game against the Baltimore Orioles, he winds up being intentionally walked, which you never find that in extra innings in a tie game slash a team up by a run intentionally walks someone in a situation like that. He winds up racing around the bases, slides in head first, is able to get his hand in. The team winds up getting a win that they so desperately needed. And that's just sort of the stuff that Bryce Harper provides, always hustling, does a great job out there in the field as well, in my opinion. So I do feel like he deserves to be number one on this list. Although I will say for Juan Soto, it has been really interesting to watch him with no protection whatsoever doing all that he's doing as well. That is part of the reason why he's got the on-base percentage that he does. The teams are able to just pitch around them. They're able to intentionally walk them, but that's really of no fault of his own. Soto has been able to have a very good year. I just don't think that you're able to give the award to him. And then the one that I really feel like is sewn up, it's in the bag. That would be the American League MVP. I know that a lot of people are looking to make the case for Flag Guerrero Jr., but you've got a guy in Shoei Otani who leads the league in war by a full win and the bat has no doubt struggled for Shohei Otani, but you take a look at Shohei Otani, and what makes him so valuable is that even when his bat is struggling, 
He's been providing some of his best starts of the year recently. In 10 out of his last 12 starts, he has given up two runs or fewer in those. You take a look at it, and I know that he's had his start skipped a couple times, but it hasn't necessarily been to duck some of these teams. As you take a look at it in his last 12 starts, seven of them have come against teams with winning records, so he certainly has been going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the best. And really, aside from Vlad Guerrero Jr., who's been having a good year, but he's had a couple rough days as well. And Shoei Otani, there's just nobody else that's even worth mentioning. Xander Bogarts is the next best at 150-1, to 1, so... You have to go way in the heck down the list to find anyone of any value. Although I will say, Jose Ramirez at 200 to 1. I wish he was getting a little bit more love. If you take a look at what he's done with the Cleveland Indians, 35 home runs. He's been able to do a good job of being able to be a table setter for that team. Problem is the Cleveland Indians wound up being hit by Murphy's Law when it comes to injuries, when it comes to the fact that Shane Bieber wound up making his first start today in several months as the Cleveland Indians wind up losing a 1-0 to game, by the way. The bullpen was able to perform very well, but it was a Luis Robert home run that was able to get the job done for the Chicago White Sox. And speaking of the Chicago White Sox, you've got two of their pitchers. They're live for the American League Cy Young as right now your betting favorite. For this one is Robbie Ray. This was coming into the night. Garrett Cole was number two. I feel like Cole helped himself out a little bit with his start against the Boston Red Sox. Going six strong and being able to get a win. That is going to be able to help him out as you just take a look at it in general. Going into tonight's game because I think that that's going to be very critical because you're going to probably see these relisted in the morning. Garrett Cole was at plus 170. Robbie Raves was at minus 195. Then you had Lance Lynn at 13 to 1 and Carlos Rodon at 55 to 1. Joy Atani at 150 to 1. I don't know what they're looking at there just because he doesn't have enough innings to qualify as a starting pitcher. You can't give a guy a primary pitching award when he's only made as many starts as Shoy Otani has. But you take a look at Robbie Ray, and what I think is going to be really critical is the start that he winds up lending on Saturday against the Minnesota Twins. Twins have yet to decide who their starter is going to be, but we've seen him with Robbie Ray. He has failed to complete five innings in two out of his last three starts, giving up approximately three runs in both of those. And for Robbie Ray, he has been very solid. He has been able to give you starts of three runs or fewer in 19 out of his last 20. And as of right now, despite the fact that Cole wound up taking the bump and looked solid against the Boston Red Sox, I would still have Robbie Ray as a very slight favorite. But this is no doubt an award that I think is going to be coming down the stretch and is going to be very close. So you've got a whole lot going on there. And what I think is just so critical when it comes to these awards is keeping in mind that when it comes to the Cy Young, when it comes to MVP, is that... These are voted on by humans. So the big giant storylines, what happens late in the year, that is going to be big because even if Robbie Ray's stats would be a little bit better than Garrett Cole's or vice versa, if Garrett Cole's stats are a little bit better than Robbie Ray's, if Robbie Ray's team, the Toronto Blue Jays, winds up making the postseason, then the Yankees do not, that is going to put him in a little bit more favor. Meanwhile, you could see the exact opposite. If the Blue Jays aren't able to claw their way back into the American League wildcard race and the Yankees hold on, and Garrett Cole winds up lending a good start in his last start of the year, then you could wind up seeing this award go to Garrett Cole, even if his numbers aren't necessarily so great. And it's a big reason why Shohei Otani is right now a minus 2,500 favorite to be able to win MVP, because while Vlad Guerrero Jr. is trying to chase down that triple crown, while he's been able to do a solid job at the plate, it's just one of these cases in which, when you've got a guy that has been able to lead his team in innings, when he's been able to do things that we haven't seen Literally in a hundred years in baseball since Babe Ruth, it's just something that's going to capture the imagination. It just makes him just so valuable and his 
for his team because he just does what other people do not. And that has been so awesome to see this year. Speaking of doing what other people cannot, we're going to try to make you some money when it comes to college football. We are going to go college football heavy next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.